It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's up, boss? What's up, bro? How you, How doing? you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, you beat me <laughs> yeah. to it. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. I'm feeling blessed, feeling. Highly favored, feeling great. That's what's up. How about yourself? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, man. In the same way. Okay, man. For sure. It's a great, great energy in the building right now. Great Mm -hmm. energy in the room for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. For those of you first time listeners, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Yep. Uh, We do that by providing amazing stories, powerful stories of individuals, groups, movements, Mm -hmm. right? Hustlers, Mm -hmm. shakers, movers, grinders. Come on. You know what I mean? Lane carvers. That's, right. a, that's a new one. That's a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that, man. All that. And we're, we're just here to drive inspiration for the culture, obviously. Um, if this is your first time listening, please, please, we urge you to continue supporting the podcast. You can do that by typing in the Up and Up podcast on uh, SoundCloud, <laughs> YouTube, and iTunes. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. And like it, too. Like it, too. Show yeah. some love. Um, yeah, man. Also, man, I also just want to throw it out there, man. I just want to uh, send a happy birthday to, to, to Nipsey Hussle. I throw that out there to, oh, yeah. to the room for sure, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Always. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, moving forward, I do want to ma- also urge uh, the consistent listeners and the viewers. Thank you guys as well um, for the support, the encouragement. Not again, not just towards us as a platform and, and as hosts, but just the guests that we have on this show, man. The energy is felt, man. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know, I'm gonna let you know right now. The people who come on this show, they definitely appreciate the energy you guys are giving them. Um, to continue following the movement, you can follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the up and up to stay tapped in. I'm excited for what's to come this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Um, also a very, um, urgent announcement, uh, at up and up clothing. Yeah. Actually at underscore up and up clothing. Make sure to go follow that page. Yeah. Uh, but why should they follow that page? Arm? Because bro, it's just dope. Okay. So, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying. Uh, Aside from that. Yeah. Well, first, I want to shout out everybody who uh, made a purchase and supported us. Um, we are sold out. What? Yeah. I know. I'm acting like I don't We're know. We're sold out right now. <laughs> that was dope. I like that. But uh, yeah, we are sold out. So, um, but we will be coming back. So yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned, man. But again, yeah. shout out to everybody who did support the early launch of the store, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Continue staying on the up and up in style. Right. Yep. yep. Now, uh, getting that out the way. Any other announcements? You know, I'm gonna ask you in case. You're holding something in, no? <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'll All let right. you do it. I'll okay. let you do it. Nah, for sure, for sure. Um, for those of you first-time listeners, just to give you some context, uh, the purpose of the show, obviously, is to provide context to the success of those that we bring up here. We bring up you know, guests who are going to give amazing stories, powerful, inspirational, motivational um, journeys, right? And mm-hmm. today's guest, I would say, is a woman whose demonstration, uh, I would say, is laying the foundation um, that's needed for a better tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, for all of us, right? Yeah. Um, I would say she's a true leader who's doing everything she's she can to stay on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. otherwise she wouldn't be in the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and to kind of give you some insight on some of the work she's been able to do thus far, um, you know, she's she's been able to impact communities um, <clears throat> through her countless work, uh, helping uplift youth as well as women across the world. Um, 
just kind of give you some insight on some of the stuff she has done as well. She's excelled in the sport of basketball. She's a hooper hooper. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, she's excelled in the, in the sport of basketball, landing her a spot um, to actually play for the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Right? Um, that's not a small feat. That's, that's a real deal. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, aside from that, again, speaking to the work she does in the community to help uplift our youth, uh, she she was an acting career readiness program manager, am I correct? Yep. For TAF, Technology Access Foundation. Um, all, all, TAF, obviously, if you, if you don't know, uh, located here in Federal Way, Washington. Um, to give, give you some insight on TAF, it's a, is it 5th through 12th grade? Uh, it's actually K through 12. K through 12. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, okay. Starting yeah. young, baby. Yeah. Starting yeah, really yeah, yeah. K through 12 STEM Academy, which aims to provide proper learning resources and pathways for underrepresented youth um, in the fields of STEM. Um, and she is also here to discuss a new launch of a company uh, known as Inner Enso. Did I pronounce that right? Inner Enso. Inner Enso, which is a company that is focused on promotion of women, healing, events, and so much more, right? Our guest is none other than the boss lady and marathon runner herself, Shantae Nance. Can we get a round of applause? Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I feel super blessed to be here. I'm so serious. As you guys, as I started to hear the intro, I instantly started to feel like that vibe and that energy. Mm. So it was just beautiful. I started to pray mm. and just, man, I can already feel it. It is so bomb to be wow. in, in the midst of we this. We appreciate you. Bless up. Bless up for yeah. real, man. Definitely. And this is actually, we, we've been talking about doing this show for for a little bit of time now, right? So I'm glad. You know, you speaking into existence, right? Spoke some things to the universe and they appeared. Here we go. Yeah. Um, to kind of give you some insight, obviously you're probably already familiar with the show. We usually start the show with the quote of the day, right? Um, quote man, quote man across the way. What you got for us? All right, man. So the quote of the day today is, if you always put a limit on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus. And you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Hmm. Feel that. Who said that? Guess. Master P? Nah, nah. It rhymes though. <laughs> Bruce Lee. I, I oh, I was about to say. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I said that because of the no limit part. I was oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, Master yeah. P right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, shout out guess. Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. Shout out Bruce Lee. Go, go ahead and uh, run that back for the people in the back. Bruce yeah, Nielsen. yeah. So if you always put a limit on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus, and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. Quote, man, quote, man. Does it again, man. <laughs> um, now, obviously, we bring in the quotes, uh, Shantae, because, you know, we they're, they're powerful quotes, right? Sets mm-hmm. the tone of the conversation, but also ties into our guest story. And um, I kind of like where it talked about, you know, certain plateaus and and how life, I see it as like series of moments, right? Like, you know, you, you might Absolutely. do one thing and then that moment might end and then it's time to start a new moment, right? Absolutely. Um, but before we can kind of get into currently what you're doing, which, which is a lot, um, I would love to kind of take it back to kind of the early upbringings. Again, we pulled the curtain back here. So um, where, where, does it, where did it really start for you? Where did you grow up um, and kind of how did that, I guess, start your journey? Um, well, to even start that journey, mm-hmm. I have to give reference first to God. Mm. Like, that's mm. where it all starts. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to ref- reference my ancestors and the people that have done the work well before me mm, to even yeah. get me to this to That's standpoint. Facts. That's facts. Um, and then just being a woman of color and just being a woman of uh, integrity, I have to honor my husband. Mm. Um, that's four, we're 14 years in the game this year. Ooh. And so, congratulations. Um, congratulations. That's real. To me, that's when you talk about those plateaus and those, those starts, it's like I feel like that's where I kind of started to know and become a woman is when I started to meet my king. So mm. it was really, it was really, really dope. Wow, I know, for real. <laughs> it was really dope. Yeah. But um, 
to kind of take it really, really far back, I'd like to at least share a tiny bit of um, where the Lord has brought me from. I was um, raised by a mother who um, had me at 15 years old mm -hmm. um, and uh, just a single mother. Um, my father left and was in prison like moments, uh, I guess during my birth, I guess you could say. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you start off, you know, we talk about the cards, you know, what are the cards that you're dealt? You know, I'm yeah. already dealt you know, a negative hand mm -hmm. from society standpoint, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, being raised, um, by a single mom, young mom at 16 years old, and then had my brother at 18 and then gets kicks out the, kicked out the house. Cause my family was a Christian family mm. and was like, you know what, if you can do this thing and you're an adult, go do it. And so I'm 18, my mom's 18 years old, raising two children on welfare. The same, you know, same hood story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's no difference. Like my story's not greater than another's, but mm -hmm. it is my story. It is yours. Yeah. Exactly. What, what area, what area did you grow up in? Now? Um, East side, Hilltop, Tacoma. I'm just, okay. let me just say this, Tacoma straight up, okay, there like Tag Town yeah, straight yeah, up, 253. It was 206 before Seattle stole it, so let's just put that on the air. Um, no, but, yeah, raised by a young mom um, family, and uh, just to speed it up a tiny bit, you know, mm -hmm. I lost who I thought was my father at four years old and then my mother um, at 12 years old three days before my birthday, and my mother was actually buried on my birthday. Mm. So you're talking about lows, plateaus, yeah. falls. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just constant, constant. Like, so my mother passes away. She actually dies of AIDS. Um, so that's another black, yeah. pa uh, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. pack, what is it called? Um, man, what's that word? But anyway, another, uh, huge story in, in the black community, yeah, you know, yeah. just back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, so that's that come later at 12 years old. That's when I just decided like, I'm going to have to be successful because there's not going to be anybody around for me yeah. to help me get there. But for I sure. was thankful that I was raised by my grandparents who okay. were praying people. And so mm. my spirituality mm. and my roots come from my grandparents. Mm. Um, and from that point on, that's when I just decided, like, you know what, I'm going to use every single tool, every single opportunity, every teacher, every yeah. moment, every quote, every story yeah. to make sure that I was going to be successful yeah. and whatever yeah. that looked like. And so that's kind of where, to me, yeah. my journey at 12, kind of similar to, you know, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. you know, it's like when, when you become a man and when you become a woman is when you start to find that spiritual journey. And that's when mine kind of started when yeah. I was like, I'm tired of the bad. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready to have some good. Yeah. No, that's real. Especially to be that young and to kind of turn that switch on right Absolutely. i think i think i mean that's a lot you know and to go through and i think it could be very discouraging right mm -hmm. even Absolutely. hearing about it you know um can be discouraging so um definitely um you know uh appreciate the strength man for real Absolutely. That's, that's a lot to go through but um what i guess and i know we always talk about this but kind of what was that thing that may have drawn you like to kind of you know some people use uh, we had the homie Isam on the show uh, a while back, and he's an artist, poet, mm -hmm. rapper. And he said when he was going through some tough times early on with his mom and whatnot, uh, it was music, it was rap that kind of mm. helped him like express the shit he was going mm -hmm. through. Um, for you, what, were, what was that thing, I guess? Mm -hmm. Put the round thing in the brown, the brown thing in the round <laughs> thing. That's what mine was, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. I just found a natural app for being an athlete. You know, the determination to change your life, it, it's really similar to just being an athlete in the just do it kind mm -hmm. of Nike mentality, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you just got to put your mind to it. And so that physical exertion um, and expression came through, you know, my crossover. It came through my step back, you know, mm -hmm. like everything I did, my defense. It, yeah. it was all, you know, outwardly, it probably just looked like a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. me, but they didn't know that I was actually fighting for my life. Mm-hmm. You know, that being That's in good. the gym, you know, it was honored that I was there first or there last. But honestly, that was the only home that I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So because I'm trying to run away from poverty. I'm running away from a physical and sexual abuse. You yeah. know, I'm running from all these yeah. things at such a young age. And so yeah. they're just thinking like, oh, she's, you know, she's dope or she has potential. Yeah. But they didn't know that, you know, yeah. I was actually fighting. For sure. It's know? like a place of refuge. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, shout out to all my teachers that helped me become something because they became my parents. They became my refuge. They mm. became the people that fed me, put clothes on my back. And so sure. there's a lot of people to continue to honor throughout my journey. And I just don't want to ever forget that. And so, yeah, that's, that was, um, hoop was kind of my outlet. And yeah. that's why I was like, I'm not stopping until mm. I, you know, make history. And that it. happened moments and moments, like over and over and over again. Yeah. And so I that's just it. where it, it brought it. me. Yeah, yeah. For real, yeah. And I always, like, I've been hearing this a lot lately, but, like, I've hear, I've been hearing a lot of people say, like, sports are one of, like, life's greatest metaphors. Oh. Like, it's, like, the closest, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's never, it never ends, though. It's, like, yeah. once an athlete, uh, it's a mentality, yeah. you know? And I'm starting to understand that I see why students and people and kids of color go into um, athletics, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but if we now can change the, that narrative and utilize, it's a mentality versus just the act. Like mm-hmm. you're not just trying to go to the league. It's yeah. like the mentality that you yeah. want of a person that's going to be an yeah. athlete. Yeah. Then you're able to do it in STEM. You're able to do it in other areas. And so just encouraging our people to, you know, find out what the um, the real cause and the root is of the yeah. thing that you're doing in the product mm-hmm. so that you're able to enjoy the process. Yeah. And then from the process, you're able to create whatever you want. You don't have yeah. to just be the athlete. So I think the message is out there that you want to be more than an athlete, but yeah. people are not knowing why. Yeah. And yeah. so knowing why will help uh, I think, kind of release I, I think it's important now more than ever with obviously the mass information era with social mm. media. I think what LeBron James is doing is, impo- is so important and it's like, now you see other athletes wanting to mimic that, which is fine. You know, we grew up in a time when, obviously, we didn't have the internet, right? Right. So we were limited to what we were what being we exposed saw. to. Yeah, like, they were, mm-hmm. like it was really like if I wanted to see Kobe Bryant or Allen Iverson, it was like on the Slam magazine or right. on television playing basketball. That was pretty much it. Right. You know what I mean? Or wherever else he, he would show his face. But um, I think now more than ever, athletes do have a platform to show that it's more than a game. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and it's tough because you you know that is what draws people to you which is your talent absolutely um but when you bring them in you got to show them more That's absolutely how I look at it, yeah. absolutely yeah. and just recognize you know through the game um my coach used to say you know it's a tool mm-hmm. you know and so recognize what your strengths are and then those are um appliable skills to go into anything and everything you want so that's, that's why the game never sleeps you know that's so. real i love it i love it man i love it so what was the moment for you obviously um being committed to sports as a young you know teen Mm -hmm. is one thing but then kind of seeing the vision for yourself right because i think we all i tried my hand at hoop i ain't gonna lie and you i'm not gonna lie i saw your clip man and i was like okay i was like man please and then i was like oh shoot (laughs) okay he got the he and then you put the spin on it and i was like okay you know i got you thank you i need that (laughs) um but uh you know you know, we all try our hand at sports, but then at a certain point, I knew for a fact, I was like, I think I'm going to try something else, right? Mm -hmm. For you, what was that thing, what was that moment, right? Was it when you dropped like 60 in a game? Did you do that? No? 16? 60? Oh, 60 points? Not 60. Not 60, but I have scored a a solid 32. Okay, I love it. Okay, well, what was that moment? 100% in the game, you know, I didn't miss a shot. Oh, okay. Well, was that, was that moment, was that the moment, or was it before that? Like, what was that moment when you were like, all right, this is, this is actually working, and I'm seeing progress, and I think I can take this even further than where I'm currently at. Um, it, there was that moment, and 
I remember it, it was like in high school when I when there was this coach that like went up at an award ceremony and was like pretty much slamming us, mm. our whole team, you know. Mm. And the funny thing is he like got a coach's award and so I was next and I got like this athlete of the month or something like that and yeah. I went up there and I predicted I was like the next time I see you guys I'm gonna drop 32 on you and uh I had said that and I actually was sick that game it was like the Michael Jordan story I promise you I had <laughs> I had the fever I stayed in the, the nurse's office for half the day wow. like I was throwing up every like down and back wow. but I wouldn't miss Wow. And once I was able to start to predict what the games would be and I could tell people precisely what I was going to have, I knew yeah. I had something. Wow. And so that was the kind of like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm predicting futures yeah. here. I'm about to win a championship. Yeah. I win a championship. Oh, I'm about to go to the Dome. I won, I'm going, oh, we're at the Dome. Oh, I'm going to go D1. I go D1. Oh, I'm about to go play professional. I play professional, not even trying. I actually was there with my husband, and I just started playing dudes. Wow. You know, so like when you started to, when I started to find my mantra and it started just to connect, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I got something here. Yeah. And then, yeah. Man, I mean, the universe is always listening. That's mm -hmm. how I say it. Period. So listening. like, yeah, well, just fast forward a little bit. Um, you did bring up the like Globetrotters pretty much playing right. professionally. Like, how was that? What was that experience like, especially playing with your husband? Man, it was, it was an honor. First off, you mm -hmm. know, like some people see it as, you know, it's kind of clowning and stuff. But when we got a chance, when we first got the phone call, because we were actually in New York when my husband was um, going to be drafted to the Celtics. Mm -hmm. But my cousin, Avery Bradley, ended mm -hmm. up actually getting shout that spot. Avery. Right. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Yeah, and shout he just signed a major yeah. deal. Yes, let's sir. Like a nation. Let's <laughs> get it. <laughs> Jeez. I love you, AJ. Um, so we're in New York. We're waiting for the draft. And my husband ended up not getting that spot so we were like okay we're a free agent that's what it is and i was done with basketball after college mm -hmm. i was just there to support my husband yeah. and just really be there because we were doing the husband and wife thing all throughout college and it was this big love and basketball story you which guys was were beautiful. the love and basketball story. it was a yeah. real not <laughs> linkedin and omar epps it was yeah. real okay. it was so real wow. um and that's, so that's when we um when he didn't get drafted, that's when we got, like, this phone call. And I promise you, I answered the phone. And it's in the article, like, um, they were like, yeah, we want to draft you and your husband as the first husband and wife in history to ever play for the same um, sports team. We're like, man, click. Like, we hung up on him at least three times. And I'm like, dude, why is this person prank calling us talking about you're now a Harlem, Glo Harlem Globetrotter? And I was like, man, what the heck? So he was like, no, please don't hang up. Please don't hang up. No, this is real. And we were like, what? They literally sent us FedEx, our jerseys, to show us that it was real. And we were like you've been drafted as a husband and wife duo and we're like how does that even work yeah and so that's crazy yeah it was just it was truly a blessing it was an honor to be able to do that there was so there was like camps and stuff but mm -hmm. we end up after being drafted we were like let's go to japan and let's just do this thing because there's like this practice session and yeah. we were like you know what i don't know if this is necessarily for us but it was an honor to be able to take yeah. this as a contract and go you know on with life but we end up signing and going overseas because that's where it was a little bit more lucrative at the time and so yeah. it was a great experience let me just say that and it was an honor but it was just something that was not in the cards for my husband considering he had the nba and and although I'm like, that's my gig. I love yeah. entertaining. I love people. It was just not the right time. So we couldn't really stick to it like we mm -hmm. wanted. Yeah. But they'd be having them fat contracts. I'm just going <laughs> to really? tell you that. Listen, I will throw, I will spin a ball on my nose if I got to. Because <laughs> I was like, you look at that check and you're like, oh, wait. Yo, that, I was always Ooh. curious about that. Because... Listen, don't let them fool you, man. Okay. I will throw a fake bucket. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. I will throw alley oops all day long. But it was cool. It was yeah. really, it was awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Dope. You got made history too so you know that's another thing 
you know, you God guys can pretty good. much say, yeah. God is good, yeah. That's crazy. And um, it's so crazy because the eighth woman in the world that was drafted um, was my old college um, state coach. And so, mm. Joyce Walker. Okay. Everybody oh, wow. knows Joyce White yeah, Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Joyce from Seattle. And so, I was the ninth. And so, it was pretty cool to just get that acceptance and honor from her, too, and just that path. Like, man, That's amazing. women can do it, too, yeah. even on men's teams and so. Yeah. And I think, I think that may have woke people up, too, right? Oh, to to mm-hmm. you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like I, you know, there there's some really really amazing women athletes out there, and I think they don't get enough credit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even remember an episode of Martin. I know y'all remember that episode Come when they played now. the USA Olympic yeah. team, right? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Lisa and it's Leslie, like, and he yeah. had a cramp. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, was there moments when you kind of like faced, you know, some of that like stereotypical stuff that guys obviously would do in situations Man, like that? All the time. It just happens all the time and they and they don't want to play the the part that pisses me all the way off, so excuse me if I just say a cuss word, but what always makes me mad is that they don't want to play hard defense against you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, literally sh- like D up. Like I want you to hit me. I want you to elbow me. It's only gonna make me better and yeah. challenge me. And man, shout out to Gregory Shadowvine. Man, one of the dopest hoopers to come out of Tacoma and Seattle, Washington, period. Mm-hmm. He's the one that literally was like, listen, you could do anything a dude does. And he's the one that showed me the game. Mm. Literally showed me the game. I thought I was going to be a football player. I was a quarterback going into high school. Like, wow. that's what I wanted to do was football, wow, you know. Yeah. But he was like, nah, you could do whatever. And so he never treated me like just a girl, that's you a, know. And that's so, um, when Men, when you have your daughters, I want you to, of course, you know, honor them as a lady and teach them how to be, mm-hmm. you know, honor themselves as a woman. But I also want you just to teach them just to go after it and don't don't call them the girl that plays hoop, you know, yeah. just call them the hooper, one you know, the, and just the, like let of, it be. Yeah, one of the teammates. Don't put like yeah. a box around them or something. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. no. Like that's don't real. don't have don't have the weakest dude D her up. You know, yeah. have one of the best D her up so that she can like sharpen her game because yeah. we gotta go somewhere. You know, when you guys are not around, mm-hmm. you know, and we gotta protect ourselves when mm-hmm. y'all are not around. Mm-hmm. Our men exactly. are kings. Right, yeah, so yeah. strap them up. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you gotta do to mm-hmm. make sure that your women are protected, um, but that also that they can fend for themselves. So that's you real. have to give it to them hard, and then we're all good. Yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, that's real. Sharon Miller is one of the best players ever. Period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Period. And she said Reggie she, will tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was hooping Reggie all the time. Yeah. Though, you know, uh, that's dope, man. I'm glad you were able to share that. And that's just a dope experience overall, right? To Absolutely. like to come from where you started and then to be able to turn you know a negative into a positive and, and now the positive just continues to flow right period as we yeah. uh now as we transition out of kind of the basketball space for you um you you obviously went into what now did you get did you start working for Taft immediately after basketball ended or i didn't after we played overseas in um greece for a couple years and a okay. couple months and stuff in cyprus okay. um we came back to the states um and that's when my husband was drafted on his story and then um <laughs> um, and then we, I actually came back into going to guidance counseling into high school. Okay. So I was doing um, guidance counseling and case management and just trying to find my way. Like, what do I want to do now that hoop is over? I knew we had degrees, which was great, yeah. but in what way? And so I went to guidance counseling for a couple of years, and then I landed at Taft um, okay. two and a half years ago. Okay. That's, so, that's yeah. dope. And, and, and the reason I ask that is because, and I want you to speak to this because, you know, some of the people that listen to this show are athletes, current Absolutely. athletes or former athletes. Um, what was that transit? What are some tips you have for athletes who are transitioning out of just that constant, continuous athletic stage mm-hmm. to go into, quote unquote, real world and try to find something new? What are some tips Prepare you have? now have your have at least an idea a game plan something i know people are like oh don't have a plan b because it it distracts you from plan Plan a A, but no but i think having a plan or at least 
like journaling and jotting down like what is it that you truly desire and what you want so that you have a trajectory to go after so mm. it's not just you're wrapped into basketball more than you're wrapped into a skill set an mm-hmm. identity or whatever that case may be because right. some yeah. people are who they what they do yeah. and it doesn't always have to be intertwined like that and yeah. so making sure that you're really honing in on like what is it that i'm good at not just in the even in the game yeah. you know so that you're able to use those skills to like apply it to something else that's real yeah so how would you say well how important is stem like with especially with the way that the world is going mm-hmm. now like with technology starting to get bigger like i know you could there's a lot to say about that right. but you know like what's your take um, on it? my take the reason why i love taf and why i'm really thankful for having the opportunity to work there is mm-hmm. because it is not only supporting stem but it's making us challenge the um the demographic that we are from you know mm-hmm. it's Facts. putting um, is putting math and science and all these um, core classes at the forefront for our students and yeah. our kids and, and making it attainable through project-based learning. Yeah. Um, so it's it's mad important to the world that we're creating. And this is the thing. Either we can sit back and allow the world to be created around us or we can be a part of the creation. Mm. And so putting our students in the forefront to be the creators yeah. and yeah. driving what we want the, the world to see is why I love TAF and um, why it was a great home for me yeah, for and, the time. And I'm curious because obviously learning um, the ropes in terms of guidance counseling before you got to TAF, yeah. right? You kind of came in with more of a kind of counseling uh, mindset. Right. Um, now, at what point did you, re- I mean, I think we all kind of know STEM is important, but at what point did you really see the the mat, like how important it really was when you started working there? Like, what, what was it the was moments? instant. It was super instant. Okay. And the moment is when um, I actually went to our first STEM expo. And so anyone that um, reads about TAF, just know that there's an opportunity for you also to volunteer. I'm going to big them up to the day I die, right? Mm-hmm. With Trish DeSico being that visionary yes. and providing that. Um, but I saw it instant when we, it's STEM expo was like one of the largest um, – like science fairs that's ever been put on and everybody in the school has to create something. Um, And so when I started to see students design and create an actual product from scratch, that to me blew my mind as, as an adult. And I'm like, when I've never built something from a a sketch to like, here it is. Not, not a hat, not nothing. Right. So I was just like, wow, that these students and these kids could think of something Mm -hmm. so outside the box and really physically do it Mm -hmm. with a couple bucks. You know, yeah. and, or no money, right? And mm. so that to me was the t- the day that I was just like, TAF has something that other schools are not doing with yeah. that project based learning, that hands on activities yeah. to create what these kids see as mm. important. You know, they find a real world issue, they find something that has or needs improvement, and then they reverse engineer it and then they create it. And so wow. when I saw that it was not just the product they created, but the way and, and the method that they did with reverse engineering, mm. that word has been my mantra now. I have the ability, and I was like, how did I create, you know, Greece? How did mm-hmm. I create a successful marriage? How do mm-hmm. I, how did I create all these things? Like, I could never put it all together of, like, reduplicating what it is that has been successful for yeah. me. It always felt like grace of God. It always felt like luck. Yeah. But I didn't realize, once I started to reverse engineer even my own life, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I have been creating this the whole time, and thanks to God for being able to open those doors, but I created the what, he created the how. Yeah. Yeah. And so these students, they created the, they wanted to know what they wanted, and reverse engineered, and it became the how. Yeah. And I was like, Dang! <laughs> what the heck yeah, have I been learning yeah. my whole life? No, I was, exactly. I was dribbling a ball, <laughs> right? Why? But you yeah. know what's crazy? But it helped. But it helps. What's it, crazy is, um, like with with those students is you know, I think them creating those projects and creating these innovative ideas that, mm-hmm. that they're just coming up with and bringing them to life. Um, one thing that shocks me is, and I think it shocks a lot of people is, 
is that they're the ones who are doing it because they're not seen in the light to be the ones doing that, right? Like when you think of these type of kids who come from these type of environments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just think they're just trying to get by, right? Right. As opposed to like creating apps or creating right like they're, they're doing some dope shit you but know isn't what I'm that the, but isn't that the story of the black individual yeah exactly. like they're not going to say that we created the automobile they're exactly. not going to say we created the light they're not going to say those things right exactly and so it, it's easy for that so that's why every time i get the opportunity to shout out what was really happening mm-hmm. in the hood what's happening at the our doorstep i yeah. want to always bring light to it so i appreciate even platforms like this to be able to tell about for the sure. creative black people and the people of color that are doing like mad things man in the i was world. inspired when i when we went yeah exactly because yeah it's, it's crazy that uh you said that because i was gonna ask you like you know we do so much to try to inspire our youth but right. we never realized like they kind of inspire us right like, while we're trying That's to inspire fact. them is that know? what you felt when like so when you guys came oh, yeah, and we definitely. did that workshop oh, was it like a flip <laughs> they yeah, flip the i noticed like they weren't like like you're saying just yeah. right now like yeah. they weren't just like creating to just like create something or get by or whatever but they were like looking at stuff in their personal lives and like all right i'm gonna create this absolutely that that somebody else is probably going through as well you know and they're just like it's all like it comes from like inside i was like man that's crazy you know right to realize that at a young age me i'm like oh when i was there yeah yeah, that's what i'm saying what's going on huh i don't watch the news i don't don't care but like you even said it when we before we had and the event we're talking about is the world is yours event where we partner with vozy shout out to reeve shout out cosm yeah um and yeah like that I honestly felt like I learned way more from that specific series, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and from the youth. But I remember before we did it, you had told us, hey, these are some little adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, don't yeah. don't no try to cookie cut my babies, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> don't some do little that. Adults. Like, and I realized that because aside from just the innovation and um, the STEM-related stuff they're able to do, mm-hmm. they're very socially conscious. Um, yes. They're very aware of the world around them. Yes. Um, and so when calling them little adults, it's not to say, like, you know, they think they're grown. They actually know some stuff. They <laughs> yeah. actually know. They yeah. literally keep up on, like, issues. Mm-hmm. And like, and not only do they just talk about the issues, but they also, the dopest thing is that how do we solve them? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't feel... Exactly. Um, unempowered to be able to create the change you know and so it's just it's one of those missions that like i literally bleed and breathe and i didn't even know that it was so massively important inside Mm -hmm. me and so when it it just became a perfect marriage for me to work there at the time you know so for sure and you did your thing there for sure for sure i loved it and another thing i want to say is like they know they're empowered but they're very humble about it oh absolutely well it just kind of depends on when you catch them (laughs) oh yeah because i I mean they got swag out i'm like don't think that you you know but then i'm like okay don't be the black woman that like your husband dunks and you're like it was all right (laughs) um so like let me big them up um but they were cool they were they're super great and they just they literally win Mm -hmm. they go to competitions around the nation and they just win and so Mm -hmm. it's a really dope place to be yeah i think i think we don't give the youth enough credit for how much they know because our generation you know we didn't grow up in the mass information age per se whereas they did they had they can google everything i think even being a parent it could be tough because you might tell your, you know, my parents Ooh. used to tell me stuff. I'm like, I don't even fact check them. I'm like, I guess it's true, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Now you tell some kids some stuff, they go Google that. No, bro, <laughs> You Siri? better have your facts straight. I'd be like, I don't even care who Siri is. <laughs> Listen, I said so. I don't care what she said. Right. Christopher yeah. Columbus didn't find it. <laughs> you know, I'll still not, but it, definitely. Yeah, they're well aware, yeah. but um, not so. definitely. Taff, Taff, is, Taff is amazing, man. Yeah. So just to uh, switch gears here a little bit. So what's um, Inner Enzo? Or Inner Enzo was actually inspired 
from the reverse engineering that mm-hmm. I was talking about that I actually learned. So when yeah. you were talking about putting the kids at the table and then you actually learned something, that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. I learned how to reverse engineer my life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if I know how to do this and I can predict no different than who, what kind of game I was going to have, I can yeah. now predict what kind of life that I'm going to have. And so um, I decided when I had my spiritual awakening, when I had my first son at, in 2014, that I wanted to find out who I was. And who I was was madly important because then I knew what I wanted to become and I, what kind of change I wanted to see in the world. And so after I did that spiritual journey since 2014, um, I, it came to, like, its head when I was just, like, um, when I saw Nipsey Hussle. Mm. And um, I know that that's, like, a overdrawn. It's his birthday today, and it seems like it's just cliche, but it really – I'm sitting here watching at work on this huge electronic television, mm-hmm. um, um, his his memorial service, and I was like, why am I not, why am I not that? You know, why am I not um, creating something? Why I'm a hypocrite. I'm telling my students that they can become everything, yet I feel lim- like I'm limiting myself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, I was just like, I need to do something about it. And that's when I put in my letter of resignation last Thursday mm-hmm. to TAF. And mm-hmm. it was not um, because I didn't still believe in the mission, but yeah. it was because I knew that there was another mission that God had me on. Mm. And he's been telling me that for a long time, that it was time to go into ministry. Mm-hmm. But um, I come from a traditional Christian background, but I already always knew that my work was to be done out in the world. Mm. Um, and it was beyond the walls of, um, of the church. And so I never knew what that looked like until God really just opened my eyes one day and was just like, you know what? You have a story. Telling your story is mad important. And so anytime you get an opportunity to tell your story, tell it. But don't stop there because Mm -hmm. that's when you become ego-driven. And I remember what that was like being Mm -hmm. a hooper. Mm -hmm. It's like it was like I did that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But so many times you had to say, well, my team kind of. And that used to bother me too. And I'm like, nah, man, I worked hard for that. But you couldn't shout yourself out. But I understood why. It was to Mm -hmm. keep your ego at bay. Mm -hmm. So the Lord was like, not only do I want you to tell your story, but I want you to blow up everybody else's story because that can be someone else's testimony and healing. Mm -hmm. And so that's when um, my husband and I, we literally take – we're always up to like four o'clock in the morning, just meditating and just always conversating. Where I'm like, dude, I want to do something for women, and I want to provide the safe space for women to be able to have these conversations. And I love doing the workshops, and mm-hmm. it was super inspiring mm-hmm. hearing yeah. about you guys' podcast and stuff. And so, with all these things combined and all the stuff in a pot, and I was like, man, mix it up. And I just start. I went to the kitchen and start cooking, <laughs> and then out starts to pop out like all these ingredients. And it was like women. It was like inspiration. It was like healing. And I was like, oh shoot, okay, God, I'm seeing it. More meditation. More meditation inner enzo was developed and it was like what's inner enzo and it's just enzo means circle and then inner inner circle and how do you want your inner circle to be you want it to be tight you Mm. want it to be you know unwavering and Mm. you guys kind of got that here and that's what i love because this is inner enzo yeah Yeah. it's a crew it's a people it's it's connection it's um love it's compassion and so i was like i'm gonna go into a business that most people would think was crazy and that's um the business of giving joy and telling other people's story and connecting people and so Mm -hmm. i just wanted to be the biggest plug i will be the i am the biggest plug (laughs) that that the the world will ever (laughs) see and it will be on all kinds of platforms it doesn't like inner enzo is not um limited by any type of label but it's a place and it's Mm -hmm. a um it's a saying it's a movement it's a vibe it's everything and so um in inner enzo is the women's circles that i call her enzo now that is an actual product you know Mm -hmm. and that is an actual place Mm -hmm. where women will come together and start their healing process to find out who they are what it is that they want and reverse engineer their Mm -hmm. life together as a unit i love that too i love that i love i love how you're you're making it a a participative, uh, engaging type Absolutely. of um, experience, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you got these motivational speakers out here, 
um, and it's like, come listen to me talk. And yeah. I feel like what you're doing is a little different where mm-hmm. um, you're, you're obviously someone has to kind of lead and guide and spearhead it. Right. But you are making people feel empowered and important and in the process. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important that, you know, even if the Lord, you know, I understand there's leadership and there's someone that steps up and, and has, you know, some of the visions. But honestly, I still can't even take full credit about this being my vision. Sure. Right. For this sure. is a combination of my husband, my, my life, my family, mm-hmm. my children, mm-hmm. you know. So this is my inner circle that has created this thing just out of thin air, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the putting together and the pieces are the women that create this, her Enzo. Mm. Right. And so um, as the facilitator, my job is just to usher in the spirit is to be able to continue to keep us, um, you know, relevant and yeah. thinking and sharp yeah. um, and also provide some context to some of our thoughts and stuff. But honestly, I it's on my website. You know, the women are the experts. Mm. And if we stop thinking about other people telling us what we need to do and understand that everything the Lord has that we've ever needed is either here on this earth or is already inside of us. Facts. And so um, just empowering the individual that, to change their own life versus waiting for the outside to change them. And so it's an inner, uh, inner structure. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love wow. it. Wow. Yeah, wow, that was, that was fun. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Um, and now you actually had um, the, the honor and privilege to actually host one of your – Absolutely. Uh, um, what do you call those? I don't Herenzos. know. Herenzos. okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you had one, was it last month? It was last the month. The first one, right? Yep, the How did first that go? one. How the launch go? was – let me get closer. The launch <laughs> was insane. Insane. Um, God, man, when I tell you – it's funny um, – when I walked in here, I had told um, one of your boys, like, I'm so thankful to be a part of you guys' podcast early. Mm. I, I want to see this room. I want to see the building. I want to see everything. I want to see the technology, the laptops, everything. I want to see everything you're using mm-hmm. because when you guys get to that vision that you guys have already mm-hmm. have seen, mm-hmm. like, I, will, I can't wait to tell that story for you guys, right? Mm. Yeah. So I kind of mm. had that That's moment real. in myself to, like, reverse and put myself on the table now that you guys are asking. And it was like, I'm so thankful for that one moment. Like, that first one is so precious, right? I think when I first watched your first podcast, I heard you talking about, like, that one first one, whether it was, like, hella bad or not, it was yours, right? This is your room. Y'all created this. Like, y'all, this is your vision as a unit. So um, when I say it was completely successful, it was not just successful because women showed up right Mm -hmm. but it was successful because they actually connected like everything about our mission happened women healed women cleansed women uh, man they're meeting outside of her enzo like the whole point of the structure was to do what it what it was done you know so that's the success in itself and the fact that um my main thing about life is just like tackling all fears and that was a fear of mine to charge people to come to hear me talk (laughs) right like (laughs) you're gonna pay me to hear me talk yeah like i have something to say and so getting over that fear was the thing so i accomplished i personally feel like i personally accomplished a lot but really uh her enzo was a success and that's that's uh i think that's that's like a common theme we talk about a lot it's like the imposter syndrome yeah talk about that where you know damn well you worked hard to be in this position but then sometimes you just tell yourself like you psych yourself out thinking why me Right, ah, man. Maybe I'm just feeling myself right now, right. you know. And um, yeah, like Bobby DJ Blast, he said the he said he's put it in best terms where he said, "Man, wherever I'm at, you know, is where God wants me to be Absolutely. at that exact moment." And I'm gonna just I'm gonna live in that moment. I'm gonna be present. And I'm gonna do what, what I'm supposed to be doing at this moment. So, 
um that's dope though man i, I love i love to hear because you can't get those first you know you can't get those first back no you know like i no. remember i remember the up and up launch party that <laughs> like you can't get that moment back you know you could just only look back at it so right and you just hope that each one builds on each other and yeah. so when people thought like oh that was extremely successful you're gonna have another one in a little bit and i'm like no i'm about to have one next month like what do you mean <laughs> yeah. they're like you already got a date i'm like yeah but date could change location could change i'm yeah, just gonna roll yeah. with the punches but yeah. i'm gonna do this for thing because sure, sure. it's about that consistency and i think one of your boys was saying the same thing is like, so like, how many times you guys do this? And he told me the time, and I was like, that's what it's about. It's about that consistency, mm-hmm. so that you're at number forty-seven or forty-eight, whichever mm-hmm. one, yeah, right? Because yeah. each one matters to build on each other. That's so real. It's yeah. been, it's been, you know, it's big. a beautiful journey. I love the process. Man, love I'm the process. inspired for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. definitely, I definitely want to see like how it grows too. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> it's about to be massive. Like when yeah. I tell you, I've, I've gotten a call from some of, um, I've actually got to sit at the feet, excuse me, of um, one of the most amazing elders that is has been the um what's her um Maya Angelou's best friend um Barack Obama's mentor um Oprah's mentor like I gotta sit at the feet of a 92 year old woman who Mm. is the like driver of all things black culture here in the states like um and has for the world actually I mean we're at her house in common calls we're like what (laughs) like what are you what are you talking about like that was common she was like yep mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Whoa, I'm in the right presence. You yeah, know, like yeah. the Lord just keeps showing me, mm-hmm. like you're on the right path. And every time I start to feel that fear or that doubt for a hot second, something happens. So you know you're in the right path. And when you're doing God's work, you know, yeah. but when you also have a vision, you know, and you start and stay consistent on yeah. it. Yeah, wow. that, that's what it's about, man. Like, you just got to do something that. You know, I always say like you got like you got to do something that you're willing to die for. Not to say that you want like no well, I'm not. Die, I don't want to yeah. predict no death, but, but like, I definitely. When, when yeah, people you hear work, that, yeah. they, they get dramatic with it. You nah, know what I'm saying? It's man. not that. It's just to say that if tomorrow was that day, would you be able to look back and say, "I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy with what I was doing and how I was demonstrating." Absolutely, Period. and that's the that's reason why happy. like resigning from TAF mm-hmm. um, was mandatory, and why it's so quick and it's about to ha- you know it has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have somewhere to go and do I have something? Yes, because mm-hmm. the Lord says so. Mm-hmm. But I had to move fast. You know, the, yeah. if you're, like if there's anything that I learned throughout my life with losing my father um, at four or my stepfather, excuse me, my mother, and she was only 20 year, years old, um, life kept giving me struggles. You know, like um, I lost my brother. I was eight months pregnant with my first son and my brother died at 25. Mm. You know, so my grandfather died four months after my mom. Like there was just death, 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 death. Like if there's anything that I understand is that life is not promised. Mm. And so if you're not going to move quick, man, you mm-hmm. might as well get, you know, get out of my lane because mm. I'm about yeah. to go. T- yeah. I'm about to go to 100 on the highway. There you go. <laughs> Do it my way. Yeah. My way. And I'm, I'm That's not real. nobody else's mission anymore. You know, this it's really important to own your own mind, own thoughts, own dreams, yeah. and just not be afraid to take that leap, you That's know, real. planned leap. Yeah, for sure. Calculated. Yeah, strategize. Yeah, calculated leap. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm not saying have all the answers. I'm just at least saying have a rough draft and the skeleton of a yeah. plan and just know that you have to be consistent with it. Yeah. What's our, what's our, what's our model, man? Set your pace. Set your pace. Don't react exactly. to the race. Don't react mm-hmm. to the race, right? You got sometimes you speed it up, sometimes you slow it down. But yeah. the fact is, you're the one who's dictating that. Absolutely. Right? You're dictating that. Yeah. Um, now, where can people be able to find information about um, um, Inner Enzo? And all the events and things like that. You got a website, obviously, right? Absolutely. It's okay. innerenso.com, I-N-N-E-R-E-N-S-O.com. For sure. Um, right when you pop, right when it pops up, you'll see that brown face. Mm-hmm. It ain't my face, mm-hmm. but is it a brown face? Yeah. But um, this honestly is a, um, an, 
an open platform for all women. Okay. And, but I also want to make sure that I, um, you know, I do it for the culture as well. And, and please encourage women of all shades and sizes, shapes, creeds, whatever mm-hmm. you got. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to um, to come. Yeah. And if um, finances is an issue, I still want you to contact me anyway. Yeah. Because I never want um, someone to lose out on healing because finances is an issue. I remember being that kid. Exactly. Um, and so I'm not saying just contact me because you don't want to pay. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I need that money. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's real. But, uh, but I do want you to contact me regardless because um, yeah. it's important that I feel like everybody deserves, you know, some yeah. of the ne- the necessities yeah. of life. And healing is one of those. Yeah, you got to yeah. have that energy. You need mm-hmm. to know You need to know who's, who wants to be a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's real. Definitely. That's real. Yeah. So um, Now, we obviously, before, you know, we get our guests out of here, we always give you a chance to kind of speak to some things you have on the horizon. Obviously, you were able to announce the, you know, the website. But if there's anything else coming up on the horizon for you, your team, people that you want to shout out, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, know, my goodness. Free. Okay. Well, first off, um, my brother there? in L.A., um, Dab Supply Store. It's okay. on my Instagram. It's Shante, S-H-A-U-N-T-E underscore N-J. I'm always putting them on my store. He okay. makes amazing apparel and clothing. Um, so see, I'm always, absolutely. Yeah, that's clean. It's my, it's my uh, I got tons of, he has everything custom. He does wavy. custom as wavy. He goes, by, he goes by that wavy. Okay. So. He's okay. like, what is that? <laughs> right. Also, like shout it. out yeah, to, um, to John, uh, my barber. So I'm always gonna give it, you know, you For know, sure, when, yeah. a, when a woman finds a good haircut, it's like finding the Lord, there you know. You so uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to say shout out to the feminine, you know, cut in the back. That's um, so no, um, as far as anything that's going on, I would just say continue to, you know, go to the website. It's constantly updated mm-hmm. daily. Great. Um, and also don't forget about TAF. Um, although yes. I'm not going to be there, it's still going to be mad important that people yeah. of, uh, uh, we of still, all we, of, we, we man, I see, in. I see you guys we all the time on Instagram, in. like, in, like are we trying to get another one? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make it happen, <laughs> So, gonna, yeah. It's important, though. It's important. Mad important. And, it's, and it's important for our growth and evolution as a platform as well, because um, outside of the podcast, we're obviously trying to, um, you know, insert ourselves in spaces that need more culture cultivating. You know okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to say it straight up. We need black men and we need Hispanic men okay. to really come and be a part of it. I'm not saying no one else, but I'm saying specifically their student, that demographic of students is high population Hispanic and high black. Mm. Um, and so mm. we just need mm. y'all to show up, For sure. come and volunteer. Um, I know you guys got your own stuff going on, yeah. but, you know, don't forget to, to – you never know your yeah. youth can be running your fan yeah. right now or yeah. re engineering your fan yeah. if you like not yeah. just running it and we're actually uh we're actually work, um, kind of plotting on some workshops for like kind of just the media realm uh, for you so definitely yeah we're gonna tap in for sure but yeah, yeah. let me know Plenty if you guys more ever work need do. anything oh, um sure. i want to also bring the female aspect to the podcast okay so, uh, <laughs> okay if you ever need a co-host <laughs> <laughs> just put my plug in right now we might have to just get you your own podcast <laughs> oh you know, I don't know about them. Yeah. I just want to feature. I just want a cameo. I okay, want, I, I feel you. At it. some point, there's going to be something. But I, at least yeah. I get to reference this, for you know? Sure, and sure. I just want to shout yeah, out yeah, and tell yeah. Charlemagne, y'all ain't got nothing on the up and up. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm a no, tag. I'm a tag. <laughs> I'm a tag. Um, now, obviously, before we get you out of here, we always ask this question to kind of cap off the show, something to kind of sum up what we discussed, as well as just cast what's ahead, man. I know you got a lot of great things coming. But, my sister, if you can give me. What's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? What keeps me on the up and up? You could explain it a little bit, too. I'll say God. Finding your creator, finding uh, the connection in um, 
to something up larger than yourself is massively important. You find God or you find what it is to you, your creator, then you find um, a part of yourself. And uh, my best friend out there, she actually told me it's like an L. You get your information from top, he's able, or he, she, whatever, is able to deliver it to you and then you're able to diver, deliver it out to the masses. So mm. love being the mm. L, um, loyalty, all that is an L, mm. you know? So wow. top, down, and you're able to get it out. And so let your cup runneth over to be able to give out to others. Preach. Amen. Oh, I, and no, you already, like, he's like, already hitting the like negative how, to the positive. Like, he loves that I one. I love how you flipped the L into a positive like that, though. Yeah. People's like, hold your oh. L's, take your L's. Like, oh, gonna, nah. We're going to change. We're going to change. We take all of them now. Like, we take, <laughs> let me take my L because I got God. <laughs> give it to me, Lord, so I can give it out. And I think he said another one was just like, I always do my, um, my negatives. You know, like life yeah. can give you a ton of negatives oh, yeah. and you can't stop from that one, right? Mm. But it only takes one decision, one choice, one person to turn a negative what it is into a positive it is also the cross so don't forget that one that's my personal one that's facts that's facts it transcends it transcends Uh, i remember that one but yeah uh shante man thank you for coming to the show thank you for tapping in obviously just thank you for the work you're doing and going to continue to do uh demonstrating you know what i'm saying keeping the marathon continuing obviously absolutely um yeah and with that being said i think it's safe to say shante nance Inner end zone, the whole squad are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah. I'm only up and up. I'm only up and up. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the Up and Up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire Up and Up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the Up and Up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the Up and Up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the Up and Up.